Why do people suck? <laughs> burn, burn. Yeah, that was a joke. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, red flag. I literally wrote <laughs> in my book in all capitals, red flag, girl. <laughs> 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 Hello, everyone, and welcome to the B&B Podcast. Vintage Edition. I'm your host, Amanda, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Miss Chelsea. Hey, B&B fans, hey! And we decided to cover week two. Surprise! It was very interesting. It was a good week. It got juicy real quick. I can see why this show has been on so long, because they jump right into it week two. Yeah, they do. And there's a lot of different things going on at one time. Yes. I do want to say that if the sound quality isn't that great, my husband ripped up the carpet in my normal room that I record in. So I'm in a different room recording. So hopefully it sounds okay. Well, I looked up the news and I did not see any... BNB news, but Chelsea said that they are going to start filming again soon, right, Chelsea? Yeah, rumor on the Cali streets is we're at level 5027 of lifting restrictions, <laughs> and supposedly this Friday coming up, they're going to start allowing bars, clubs, sporting events, schools, and production companies to start filming again. I mean, that is for a few days from now, so anything could happen at these crazy times, but fingers crossed, we're coming around. Well, that's true. You never know these days. Everything that you could think would never happen, I I can't even say would never happen now. Uh, Who knows? Yeah. This is a good escape for people, you know? Definitely. Let me get all high off this Aquanet and just go to a different place. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. The last thing I wanted to bring up before we get started is we did plan to do this vintage episode every two weeks. But um, I had a death in my family and Chelsea had to start working her second job again. So we are a little late, but better late than never, right? I mean, we're flashing back. Are we really late? We're in the future all the time. Good point. (laughs) that's a very good point I mean really if we're recapping it we're like 30 years late (laughs) (laughs) true there you go then no one can be mad about it right if it's over a decade it don't count no more (laughs) exactly okay you ready to get started yes so Monday which is episode 6 The show opens at the Forrester Mansion with Eric and Stephanie. And these two are a disaster. Total tension from the first second. Yes. They're basically discussing wedding plans and they both seem excited for Ridge. And Stephanie said that she was skeptical at first 
until after she met Bill Spencer. And that he put her mind at ease. And I thought, really? Because right? he seemed like not on board with it. I know. I was like, uh, did I miss an episode? Because uh, that was not the vibe I was picking up. I didn't, I didn't understand. And then did you notice that Stephanie threw like a dig at Eric, like to get under his skin? Because she made a point to say how attractive Bill is. Oh, he's such an attractive guy, don't you think? Yeah, definitely trying to get under Eric's skin. He kind of just ignored her, really. He said that he was touched at how close Bill and Caroline's relationship is. And they both agreed that Bill seemed skeptical about the wedding. And, of course, Stephanie, because we all know how she is, she assures Eric that she will get to the bottom of it. And then they reminisce about their wedding and how they don't understand how their relationship got to where it is now. And poor Eric, he's like, we used to be happy. And if we can get it back, don't you want to get it back? And she just looks at him with this look. I was like, wow. Yeah, I don't think she wants to get it back. I think she just wants to torture him for the rest of his life. Yeah, because he's like, don't you want to work it out? And she just stares at him. She doesn't even answer. Like, she just stares at him with this look. And then she looks down in her little calendar book she's looking at. And I'm like, uh, rude. I mean, all she needed was, like, some little, like, reading glasses at the tip of her nose so that she could just, like, look over them at him, like, dagger. (laughs) (laughs) yeah that would have been perfect right hello costumes where were you so now we head over to the spencer house which to me looks like a high-rise condo yeah every time he's there i'm like is your like house in your office because it (laughs) looks like your office i know it's strange so uh we're with bill and margo And Bill is clearly having second thoughts about hiring the private investigator, Mr. Weston. Yes. I think, basically, he just says that after meeting Ridge's parents, he's starting to wonder if he was wrong about Ridge. And this makes Margo mad. And she's like, I told you Ridge is bad. And Margo tells him that he really should listen to her and blah, blah, blah. And she's saying all these things. And then he's like, well, you need to tell me what happened. Basically, like, you want me to just take your word for it. But what happened? Yeah, I still don't like they haven't at this point. I mean, obviously, we're only episode six. But yeah, what happened, Margo? What happened? Spill it already. Exactly. I was like, what is happening? So she tells Bill that Ridge is a user and that her information comes from a painful place. And she's basically mad, I think. I don't think it's that he doesn't believe her, but he's also skeptical because, you know, like a woman scorned. Yes. Type of thing, you know? Yeah, and also, like, I don't know. I was getting vibes from her. I'm like, okay, 
she it's obviously something more than just like they dated and he broke up quickly and then just the the way they're making his character so sex crazy i'm like did he pressure her into something but then i'm like okay they both look like they're in their mid-30s so i don't think he took her v card but also i'm like oh wait they're supposed to be in their 20s so maybe he did i don't know yeah and i even wrote down i think later on i wrote down she needs to tell somebody what's going on because it made me think, well, did he get her pregnant or something? And then she had an abortion or what is happening? <laughs> like he had to have done something worse than just having sex with her and breaking up with her. Yeah. That's why I'm thinking like, was it pressured? Maybe not like forced, but like how he's doing with Caroline, just the little doesn't stop suggesting, doesn't stop asking. Like, did he do that to her and she gave in and then he dumped her instantly? Is that what happened? Like, I don't know. She needs to talk. She does. So now we head to the police station with Brooke and Dave. And for some reason, I keep wanting to call Dave Mike. I don't understand why. I wrote down Mike and then had to scratch it out. I, I have no idea why. <laughs> I wrote down Steve and had to cry. It out. <laughs> Poor Dave. <laughs> I have a feeling Dave isn't going to last because we can't even learn his name. <laughs> right? So basically Dave's worried that Brooke can't handle the stress of their plan to catch these uh, criminals. But she's like, oh no, I I'm fine. I can do it. I promise. So they agree that they'll go ahead with the plan, which we don't know yet because they haven't really told us what the plan is, except that Brooke's going to be bait. Yeah, apparently she's going to like walk down Hollywood Boulevard with her thumb out. I don't know. So the next part, I, I, I couldn't wait to talk to you because the next part, I was just kind of surprised. Like the timing Right. So Dave sits Brooke down and he proposes to her. Oh, my God. And even she seemed very surprised by, like, the timing of his proposal. He has, like, a, what is it? What do they call that? Like, a Superman complex or something? Like, he needs to swoop in and save? Yeah, like a hero complex. Uh, hero complex, Superman hero. You say me. Well, she agrees to think about his proposal, but she doesn't give him an answer. Mm -hmm. But she does tell him that she loves him, and they kiss. And then Dave gets Brooke a ride home with one of his officers. Then Storm walks in, and I didn't want to say <laughs> the pun again. But he does storm in. <laughs> he does. I'm yeah. sorry. He does. Yeah, the vibes I picked up last week when I was like, there is something between these two. But maybe, I don't know. It's so early on that I don't know. Like, his name is Storm. He storms in. Is he just this way with guys? Because he's re really nice with, you know, his sisters and mom and stuff. He was a little brooding, but like when the mom was talking about the dad, but 
like is there beef with them like what is the issue or is it just storm is just has attitude with men i don't know or maybe he has attitude with the men that date his sisters that's probably likely yeah i'm i'm not sure that i feel like there's definitely something else going on here but yeah. i'm not sure yeah like they're revving up to bring that out later so storm is mad of course and he wants to know what the hell Dave's plan is. And then he, he, he Dave doesn't really tell him the plan, but he he's like, no, never mind. I know what the plan is. And I don't want Brooke involved. You need to find a new plan. I don't want her in danger. Case closed. And Dave is like, well, I think he's thinking, well, it's not really your choice. He doesn't say that, though. He just says, well, this is the quickest way to catch these creeps. And Storm is not having any of it. Nope. Then we head over to Forrester Creations with Margot, And she's thinking about everything that she told Bill, which in reality was nothing. Yep. <laughs> then we finally get to see a little bit of why she hates Ridge. So what happens is it's like a flashback and Ridge is like using his charm on her and he gives her a drink and he's like smooth talking, you know, and he, he says, don't worry, you can trust me. <clears throat> and it's clear that she's falling for him in this flashback. And I, I thought, well, no, she cannot trust him, obviously. That's like a golden rule. If someone has to tell you to trust them, don't trust them. Yeah, so true. And then the last scene is across the hall in Eric's office with Eric and Ridge. And, you know, every time that Ridge is on the screen, I just hate him more. Oh, yeah. So Eric is questioning Ridge. And he basically just wants to make sure Ridge is ready to get married. And he doesn't want Ridge to hurt Caroline. Like, you know, he's, he's trying to be a good dad. And, of course, Ridge takes it as a dig. Mm -hmm. And he's all, you know, attitude. He was really rude to Eric. Yeah, very. He's, ugh. Gross. <laughs> and Eric's like, look, Caroline is fragile. And... I don't want you to hurt her. You know what? He didn't say he loved her. He didn't nope. say it. He said, you know what? I know what I'm doing. I'm ready for marriage. And Eric does ask him, like, straight out, do you love her? But before Ridge can answer, Caroline walks in. And I'm like, oh, saved by the door. Yep. Has Sorry. he even told her that he loves her? I don't think so. I don't think so either. Why is she so convinced that he loves her? Because now that I think about it, I don't know that he has told her he loved her. She is delusional. I think what it is, like, is her mom passed away and she's just looking for that family, that security, you know, like that... Yeah. Something's missing, obviously. Like, a parent passes away, like, nothing can replace that. But 
you know, when you have a loss, you you look for it in other pe- what you're missing in other people. So I think she's craving like closeness and we know what he's craving. You know what? That's a really good point because when my mom died, I was really close to her and for like 2 years I was not myself. Like I was not, I, I wasn't thinking clearly. I was making decisions that were stupid. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't myself at all. So mm-hmm. maybe yeah, you know what? You're probably right about that. Yeah, because I mean, when we get into it later, more things that happened throughout this week that really gave me that I, sense of like, she just wants family. Yeah. Well, the whole reason she shows up is because Eric called her because he designed her wedding gown. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she's super happy you know like she's like oh over the moon and ridge looks so pissed off did you notice that oh he's mad he mad he is he mad that eric made the dress is he mad that she he likes it is he mad like what is he exactly mad about that eric's getting attention for a second like what is like but he's pissed yeah, I was going to ask you because I was like, "What? wait, wait, what? why is he mad? <laughs> Did I miss something? Yeah, I think it's just that like any time anyone else gets any kind of like, especially Eric, because they already it's already been established, you know, in the very first episode during the fashion show, like uh, that he didn't like Eric's designs, you know, like he's a little hater. Yeah, he is. And that's how Monday ends, with Ridge being mad. (laughs) Good. Be mad, jerk. So that brings us into Tuesday, Episode 7. The show opens at the Forrester Mansion with Stephanie. Oh, yeah. Stephanie sitting down to Thanksgiving. I mean, breakfast. (laughs) Yeah, and she has a robe on. So I assume she just got up. Yeah. Yeah, that table was set. There were, like, champagne flutes of orange juice, flowers, candles. It was was a setup. (laughs) Yeah, it was, like, very fancy. Very. I don't think my prom was even that fancy. (laughs) Well, she calls her daughter Kristen. Mm. And immediately, it's apparent that these two do not get along. They do not like each other. Stephanie wants her to come home for the wedding, and she says, no, she can't. And then they kind of attempt to have small talk, but it doesn't go well. And Kristen ends up hanging up on her. Yeah, Kristen thought that it was going to be Thorne who was getting married, not Ridge. Yeah, everyone is shocked that Ridge is getting married. Yeah, the, the best line, though, was when Kristen, she was like, for you... I can't make it. (laughs) I was like, dang. Yeah. They were really, like, rude to each other. Yeah. So I guess it's going to be a small wedding, right? (laughs) Yeah, very. But are the Forrester weddings ever big? I mean, come on. No, not really. So Thorne comes in. And we learn that Felicia, their other sister, cannot make it to the wedding either. Nope. 
And then they start discussing how Bill has some reservations about Caroline marrying Ridge because of, I guess, you know, it's Ridge and everyone knows his reputation. And Thorne is kind of like, mm, I don't really blame him. Like, everyone knows how Ridge is. Yeah, Thorne was dropping heavy hints that this is, that he thinks this is stupid. Yeah. Over at the Logan house with Beth, Brooke, Katie, and Storm. Storm is reading about Ridge's wedding in the paper. And when he mentions Forrester, Beth gets all weird. She gets like a weird look on her face and she wants to read the article. Mm -hmm. Then Brooke announces that Dave proposed to her, but that she hasn't given him an answer. And this makes Katie upset. She's all like long-faced and sad. And she's like, oh, you know what? I don't think any man will ever marry me because of my ugly face. And I was like, oh, girl, I know the future. Don't worry. You end up pretty and rich. Don't worry. <laughs> right. They all feel really bad for her. Yeah, she was crying her eyes out. Aww. Being dramatic, stormed out of the room. And a little bit later, everyone leaves or goes about their business and it's just Storm and Donna. And Storm is insisting again that Donna help Katie get a date. And again, she does not think this is a good idea. This is not like, a good idea. It's not. It really is not. But she agrees to do it anyway. And Storm is so happy he picks her up and whirls her around in circles. And I was like, oh, that's weird. Okay, I just found that a little weird. No, what I found weird is when she called him a hunk. <laughs> I forgot about that. I was yeah. like, did I, did I hear that wrong? Rewind. <laughs> Chunk? No. Bunk? No. Trunk? No. Hunk. Yeah. Yeah. What? <laughs> she said... Put me down, you hunk. And I was like, what? Okay, with all the daddies and now <laughs> daddy, daddy, daddy with Caroline and now Donna calling Storm hunk. I'm just like, what? <laughs> I, I didn't know what to think about that. Me either. I can tell you, I've ne my brother's never picked me up and whirled me around like that. And I've never called him a hunk. <laughs> I don't think I've called anyone a hunk ever. <laughs> well, uh, Chelsea, it's 1987. Uh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> By the time boys weren't gross, yeah, we didn't use the word hunk anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was very weird. Yeah, weird. They, uh, there's levels of incest in this show sometimes. I just don't understand. But, you know, onward, onward. Yeah. So now we head over to Forrester Creations and <laughs> Caroline runs into Thorne. And again, in her, this is a strange scene. So yeah. they start discussing how fast everything is happening. And she's like, oh, Thorne, don't worry. I'm not a stranger. I really know Ridge and he really knows me. And I'm like, 
Okay. Y'all been dating like a month. Yeah. At this point, I'm really starting not to like Caroline anymore. Yeah. I'm kind of like, okay, like you're you're hurting my teeth, sweetness. Like, calm. <laughs> you're giving me cavities. Yes. Like, stop. Tell. I'm telling you guys, she is like hope times a million. It's insane. Yeah. Because I I find hope most of the time pretty endearing. Mm. Like, she means well, and she's a sweet person. But Caroline is, man. She is delusional. She is in Disney princess land, like, woo-woo. Like, not, she ain't all there. She's not all there. That's a good way to put it. She's definitely like a Disney princess. Yeah. Living up in her tower, not having to worry about anything ever in her whole life. But, well, I mean, obviously she's been through something. But, but like, yeah, no, it's, it, at this point, it's getting a little, a little too much for me. She's a little too, too, too sweet, too sweet. Well, hang in there, Chels, because it gets worse. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to get diabetes. Yeah. So Thorne asks what it's like to be engaged to Ridge, and she doesn't answer because she immediately asked him what it's like to be his brother. And I was thinking, <laughs> I can tell you, it sucks. Right? Okay? It, it sucks to be his brother. Oh, yeah. You can tell, like, years and years, he's been cleaning up Ridge's messes. It's very dark angel, light angel. Yes. I think he probably has had to cover for him multiple times. Yes. So they're just chit-chatting, and she says that she knows all about Ridge's reputation, but she's not worried about it. And I'm like, okay, that's dumb. Do you, though? Do you? Or do you just know what he tells you? Right. And then she's like, you know, I can't wait to get married. And she tells Thorne, and I can't wait to get to know you better because we're going to be brother and sister, basically. I don't think Thorne wants to be her brother. I think Thorne wants to be something else. Right. Mm -hmm. And she says, you know, Thorne, I can just tell that you're a good person because, you know, sometimes... You can just tell when someone's a good person. And then, mm, then she's like, it was love at first sight with Ridge. And I'm like, oh, no, because Thorne is looking at her like a love struck teenager. Oh, yeah. He's got the eyes. And I'm like, this is not good because he's falling for her. Totally. That's going to be a problem. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be a problem for the rest of their lives. It's, I mean, come on. And she's so oblivious. She doesn't even... Oh, this girl. So now we head over to the library with Donna. Yes. And she's, you know, sitting there doing her work. And this guy comes in. And he has, like, dark curly hair, and he has a black leather jacket on with jeans. And they want you to, to know, like, he's trouble. Okay. That's what I got from it. He looks like Uncle Jesse from Full House, like, Walmart edition. <laughs> 
But like the early seat, like the very first seasons, you know, when he would like comb the sides of his curly mullet back. So it kind of looked like a mohawk, but he still had hair. It wasn't shaved. It was just combed. And then he has like, what do they call that? Like a jar curl or something? Yeah. Where you have like the shiny curls. Yeah, but it's also mullet shaped, and yeah, the the leather jacket. He was giving me bootleg Uncle Jesse vibe. <laughs> yes, that you know what? That's exactly right. And he has one like, you know, the white t shirt underneath. Mm-hmm. So, for some reason, Donna thinks, huh? You know what? This guy looks like a good guy to set my sister up with, and I'm going, what? Is she yes. thinking? After he's being completely annoying, he asks her for a pen. Then he's tapping on a book like he's acting like he's drumming with the pen. So I was like, at this point, when I saw her get that face of like, oh, I have an idea. I was like, is she making the connection? Like, oh, my little sister is annoying as hell. So let me hook her up with this annoying punk kid. <laughs> <laughs> I know, because she's like keeps looking at him at first like mean you know because she's trying to study and he's making all this noise and then all of a sudden she's like oh you know what he's perfect and I'm like what yeah and she's like look I want you to go out with my sister Katie she's really pretty and you can look up her information in the student directory and I'm like that's lovely lovely Like, you don't even know this guy. And he's like, all right, you know, why not? Does does she look like you? And she doesn't tell him about the acne or anything like that. I was thinking that he thought that she was, like, playing coy. Like, that was actually her information, but she wasn't saying, like, ask me out. Like, he thought, like, oh, this is her silly way of me asking her out and I thought when he goes to the house that he was gonna like (laughs) like blow it right when he walks in the door being like wait you're not the girl from the library (laughs) like wait you're a different girl yeah that's a good point because he was all like oh like his face was all like kind of like like is this for real is it you (laughs) I have to always remind myself okay we're in 1987 because I, at first I was like, wait a minute, you can just look up any student's phone number and address? Like, that's dangerous. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, it's 1980s. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah. I don't. I remember, like, in school, the only thing we would, I think we would get a list of, like, people's phone numbers. But that was, like, elementary school. Yeah. And I think it was to, like, invite each other to each other's birthday parties or something. It wasn't even, like, to hook up. Like, geez. Yeah, and it it didn't have, like, your address, usually. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Now we go back to the Logan house, and we're with Beth. And she's reading the article again. And she gets, like, a faraway look when she reads Eric Forrester's name. And she's like, Eric Forrester. Eric Forrester. And I'm like, okay. Definitely, that's a clue. Getting the twinkles. Yeah. And I did cheat a little bit last episode and told y'all her history. I guess I should have waited before I said all that because we already know that she had a thing with Eric now. I don't think we're supposed to know that yet, though. Sorry. (laughs) Whoops. 
a little late now, but uh, spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> so now we head back to the Forrester Mansion with Stephanie. And this was very mysterious. She gets a phone call from a person that we do not know who it is. And she says to this person, I told you never to call here. I will be there and don't ever call here again. And she hangs up the phone. Very suspicious. Very. We have no idea what that's about. (laughs) Now we head back to the Logan house. And Katie comes home and she gets a phone call from... Rocco Carner is his name. And when I looked him up, all I really saw was that he went to school with Donna and he was a character on there and he was gone for like 20 years and then came back in 2009. There wasn't really that much information about him. So he calls Katie and he asked her out and he says he saw her at school. And he just really wants to go out with her. And of course, because we all know how she is, she agrees to go with them. And then he tells her, oh, yeah, I got your number and address from the student directory. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. And that's how Tuesday ends. No tacos, no nothing. Bye, Tuesday. (laughs) I just hope he's a decent guy and not like a crazy yeah uh, van driver (laughs) yeah i just hope he doesn't like hurt katie because he's actually in love with donna yes oh and i do agree with you i think that maybe he was hoping that that it was gonna be donna when he got there Mm -hmm. all right so that brings us into Wednesday, episode eight. Wow, we're just moving right through this, Chelsea. Yes. The show opens at Forrester Creations in Eric's office with Eric and Margot. And they are hard at work. And Eric tells Margot that Caroline is coming in for a wedding, a wedding gown fitting, and he wants her to handle it. I don't know if you picked up on this or if I'm just nuts, but Margot seems a little jealous that all the Forrester men seem to be enamored by Caroline. Like, they just seem to be so in love with her already. Margot is bitter. Yes. Like, obviously, Caroline, like we said, is, like, sweet as rock candy, but Margot was going to hate her whether she was sweet or not. That was just going to happen. Yeah, I definitely got a vibe from this. Mm-hmm. So we learn that Eric does not know that Margot is really good friends with Bill. No, Margot is full of secrets. Yes, and she acts like she doesn't even know them. Like, don't even know them. Who, who Bill what, huh? Smith, yeah. Huh? <laughs> and... Eric is like, oh, I feel protective of Caroline because she seems so innocent. And they're just, you know, talking. And Stephanie walks in. 
And she does not like Eric and Margot talking. She does not like it one bit. Yeah, her jealousy is definitely showing. She needs to tuck that in. Yes. And Margot leaves, and Stephanie immediately starts questioning Eric. She's like, huh, so what's going on? Are y'all having an affair? And I'm like, dang. What was that all about? Yeah, yeah, what are y'all talking about? And then Eric explains that they were just talking about Ridge and Caroline, and that nothing's going on with Margot. And Stephanie kind of looks at him like, I don't know if she believes him or not. She doesn't. So she gives him the bad news that both of their daughters are not going to be able to make it to the wedding. And Eric is sad. And then he's like, you know what? You should have tried harder to get Kristen to come home. And of course, that makes Stephanie mad. I mean, Stephanie in this point is even acting jealous of her own daughter. Yeah. Like she is a... Bitter old bee. Oh yeah. my goodness. And he's mad because it, he's like, it seems like you don't even want Kristen home. And it's just very apparent that Kristen and Stephanie do not get along and have never gotten along. Yeah, Stephanie starts reminiscing of sorts, telling him, remember, daddy's little girl could do no wrong and you made me be the disciplinarian. Right? So it's like, okay, these, this, wow, this relationship is not good. <laughs> yeah, any female in Eric's life, it seems like Stephanie's going to have an issue. Yes. Even her own daughter. I'm wondering, is she going to start having an issue with Caroline? Oh, for sure. For sure. And of course, she has to say one more thing to make Eric mad, and she's like, you know what? It's just best if she doesn't come. And she storms out of the office. Now we head to the Logan house with Storm and Katie. And Katie's like on cloud nine, right? She she has this date and she just, you know, couldn't be happier. She can't believe a guy actually likes her. And she goes upstairs and Donna comes in and she tells Storm that she actually arranged the date and that Katie cannot find out. Yeah, and Storm acted like, why did you do that? Uh, did you forget this was your idea? Like, what the hell? <laughs> oh, no. I was like, what is wrong with him? He's like, are you sure? Are you sure? Like, what? Like, it was your idea. You told her to do this. He kept pressuring her to do it, and then she does it, and it's like, well, I'm surprised you did that. Really? Really, Storm? So Rocco arrives, and he knocks on the door, and Donna runs off to hide. Storm lets Rocco in, of course. And then Katie comes down the stairs, all slow and dramatic. Yeah, first you just see, like, up to, like, her knee, and then she comes down a little more. When she popped out of those stairs, the look on her face, how she looked, she looked just like Joe from Facts of Life. Yeah, she did. And she was, like, so awkward, like, standing there all awkward. It was totally Joe, because, you know, Joe was always a tomboy. So if she was wearing a dress, she probably would be looking like that, all, like, big old, <laughs> the big old <laughs> smile, like, ah. Yeah, because we, we know that normally they have her dressed like a rodeo clown or something. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, Rocco wasn't rude or anything. I I was thinking that I just got a vibe that he wasn't ha- was not happy when he saw her. He was thinking it was going to be Donna. Yeah. And then, you know, Storm is concerned. And I'm like, really? This guy. So he's concerned, but he ends up letting Katie go to the movies with Rocco. And I'm like, Storm is like bipolar or something. Like, one minute, he he's like, hook her up with some guy. And then the next minute, he's like, well, I don't know. You know, like... I guess it's all right. And I'm like, really, dude? He doesn't know what he's doing. Yeah, he's out of control. He needs a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, really. So back at Forrester in the design office with Margot and Caroline. Caroline arrives for her fitting and they finally meet in person. And Caroline asks Margot what she thinks of Ridge. Uh-oh. But Margot kind of dodges the question, and she pretends like she doesn't really know Ridge that well. We see each other time to time. We pass by in the office, in the halls. Yeah. I was like, what is she doing? Caroline leaves, and this was so weird. Margot takes the ah! wedding dress material. I couldn't tell if it was the dress. <laughs> I already know. She rubbed the tool okay. on her face. Yes, on her face. I'm like, what is she doing? That stuff is rough textured. She just exfoliated for the next month doing that. <laughs> I was like, okay, we're in weird territory now. Yeah, she yeah, she rubbed it on her face. <laughs> and that's when I really was like, okay, I have to ask Chelsea, do you think she is really concerned for Caroline? Or do you think she's trying to get some kind of revenge on Ridge? If she was trying to get revenge, I think she would be like, oh, yeah, more... Telling him, yeah, marry her, marry her, marry her, knowing it's a bunch of BS and that it's going to explode in his face if it was more of a revenge. She is straight up jealous. She wants to be Caroline. Mm. Okay. Because I wrote, this is weird. What is Margot's deal? <laughs> I told you, she's a ghost. The ghost of Margot. Weird. Yeah, it's like, that's such a weird thing to do. And And I was just like, what is she doing? Yeah, and it was white tulle, and we know and she, she had, had makeup on. Yeah, it would you just ruined like like two yards of tulle right now. <laughs> and you know it's probably really expensive tulle too. Oh yeah, spun by whatever silkworms in some other country I've never heard of. <laughs> so yeah, that was very strange. Across the hall. Caroline stops in to thank Eric for the dress and tell him how much she loves it, blah, blah, blah. And they decide to call Kristen to try and convince her to come to the wedding. And this was so... (sighs) Caroline is like, just... I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't hate her or anything, but she's just a lot. Because she's like... Never met Kristen before. 
she's a complete stranger and she's calling her like, oh, I want you to be at the wedding and I really want you to be a bridesmaid and I know I'm going to love you and I know we're going to get along and have a good relationship because I've never had a sister and I really need you to come. And I'm like, whoa. Yeah, she th this is where I got the idea of like, OK, Caroline just wants a family because like, I mean, my boyfriend has a sister and uh, we don't hang out. There's no, like, on, you know, dinners or, like, holidays. Yeah, I'll talk to her, but I ain't calling her up, like, hey, we're doing a girl's trip. Like, no. Like, yeah. No. Yeah. M my husband has a sister, too. And, like, we may um, message when something happens in the family or, you know, just say hey every now and then on Facebook or something. But, yeah, we're not, like, calling each other every every other day, you know, besties. No, not Insta besties. And that's what Caroline wants is an Insta family because she is missing that relationship she had with her mom. I am now a psychiatrist. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Just dial 1-800-CHELS. Yep. So let's see what else happened. Eric is super happy because Kristen agreed to come home and be in the wedding. Yeah, but the way Eric was looking at Caroline while she was on the phone made me a little nervous just because we know Eric uh, in future episodes is not innocent himself. And mm -hmm. I'm hoping that something doesn't go wrong. Like if something win, let's put it that way, when this Ridge and <laughs> Caroline thing falls apart, I'm hoping that Caroline isn't such the polar opposite of Stephanie that it makes Eric drawn to her in that way. Right. You know what I mean? Like you're yeah. with evil. So now you want the, the exact opposite. And Caroline also broke one of the golden rules of saying that her and Kristen are going to be close. You just jinxed it. Oh yeah. That's a good point. What does she not know the soap rules? <laughs> yeah, not. I mean, come on. Well, no. I, I think that, See, I'm not like, you know, tooting my own horn or anything, but I'm a nice person for the most part. And if someone called me and, and put me on the spot like that and was like basically like begging me to, to be in the wedding and this and that, I probably wouldn't say no. I, I think Kristen was kind of pressured into it. I don't think she really could say no. I think she felt like she couldn't say no. Yeah, that's where you and I differ. I'd be like, um, no, I'll go. Like, I'd, I'll go to your wedding, but no. Like, I've turned down people being a bridesmaid because I was like, we're not that close. I'm not going to spend the money and put the commitment into this. I mean, obviously, Kristen is a, a forester, so she got money. That's not an issue. But, like, time is still a thing, you know? Like, and if I don't feel that close to someone, I'm not going to do it. Yeah, well, I can see that. I just felt like maybe that's what she felt, like, kind of pressured. Maybe. Probably, yeah. But then she kind of lit up, too, like, because she said that. She was all like, we've barely just met. And, well, technically, you haven't even met because you were on the phone. Um, and she was just like, are you sure? And she was like, that's when she went into her whole thing of, like, we're going to be best friends forever. 
So I don't know. But you know what? <laughs> this may be a ploy for Kristen to go so that she can just piss off Stephanie. <laughs> I was just going to say that. I was going to say, oh, that's why she was happy because now she can, like, surprise mom. I'm here. Yeah, someone else asked me and I said yes. But when you ask me, I say no. Right. Okay. That makes more sense. So the last scene, we head to Graffiti's, which is a, like, I, I'm not sure. It's like a restaurant slash bar. It's kind of like the Max on Saved by the Bell, but a little darker. Yeah, that, yeah, exactly. That's a good, a good way to put it. Oh, my God. How many sitcoms have I watched in my life? I'm sorry, people. <laughs> <laughs> No, that, that's good, because I was thinking, is it a restaurant? Is it a bar? Is it like a cafe? So, yeah, you're right. It's the Max. It's the Peach Pit. It's like the, the high school kid hangout diner type of thing. Yes. And we are with Katie and Rocco on their date. They just saw a movie, and now they're getting a bite to eat. And they are chit-chatting, and they have this waitress that's just, amazing <laughs> um she's so rude like she she looks like she does not have time for them yeah she's uh, uh she's large marge's sister from peewee's big adventure <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah she walks up to the table and she goes what do you want <laughs> <laughs> and then she's like onions <laughs> Katie was like, she has you want onions? Katie was like, uh, and then she just looks at Rocco, and Rocco's like, yeah, that's a bad sign, girl. If your date wants onions on his burger, you're not making out. That's the, oh my god, that's exactly what I thought. I wrote down, he ordered onions on purpose so he wouldn't have to kiss her. <laughs> yep. That's what I wrote. Katie started fishing for compliments. Why did you ask me out? And she puts him in a little bit of a sticky situation because she wants to know exactly where he saw her and how he saw her. And, and he's like, uh, uh, well, I saw you coming out of class because at first he was like, oh, I saw you in English class. And then she's like, but you're not in my English class. Same type of thing he tried to pull with Donna. Because he was like, oh, I seen you in class. And she's like, Mr. Such-and-such such class. And he was like, yeah. And then she's like, he doesn't even teach that subject. So this is his, like, go-to is to just say he saw someone in class. Yeah, this is like his pickup line. <laughs> Man, I wonder if that works for him. Um, I think he's one of those. I think the character they're trying to give him is maybe he doesn't go to school very often. So oh, he could yeah. be in your class and you wouldn't even know. True. Because he's obviously the bad boy, right? Yeah. So basically they're just talking and chit-chatting and the waitress comes back and she basically throws their hamburgers at them. Yeah. Like she throws them on the table and I was just like cracking up. I promise people that is not how I am when I'm <laughs> serving. <laughs> Mostly because it's drinks and it wouldn't really work out that well. <laughs> yeah. So then let's see what happened. Okay, so Rocco brings Katie home and he tells her that she's pretty cool. 
Awkward. Yeah. They're at the door, the front door, right? And he's dropping her off. And he's like, yeah, you're pretty cool. And he's like, well, I'll see you around. I know. I expected him to, like, slug her in the arm. Like, you're pretty cool, buddy. See you later. (laughs) Yeah. And he's like, you know what? I'll see you around. And then he basically almost runs away. He, like, takes off. And she's oblivious. She's now she's like head over heels. She's so happy. Um, she goes inside and she looks in the mirror and she's like, he didn't, he didn't even seem to notice my acne. And I'm like, Oh girl. (laughs) And then she puts her greasy, just ate a hamburger hand right on the side of her damn face. And she wonder why she had acne. (laughs) Yeah. All right. And that is how Wednesday ends. Bye, Wednesday. Hump day. Hump day. But no one got humped. (laughs) (laughs) No, not this time. We all know someone who does, though, before this week's over. Okay, so that brings us into Thursday, and that is episode nine. This episode really bounced around a lot. And I was like, good grief, we're going everywhere today. The opening to this episode, sensational. Fashion, fashion, fashion. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) They want to remind you. Remember, this is a fashion house. So, uh, basically, we open at Forrester, and we're with Ridge and a lady named Vivian who I guess is like one of his assistants. And there's also two models. We do not know their names. And Ridge is hard at work, if you can call it that. And Caroline comes in to see him. So of course, Vivian and the models leave. And guess what, Chels? Guess what? Guess what the first thing he says to her is? Um... I love you forever. I want to grow old with you and have children. (laughs) No. He says, a man has needs. Oh. And that he's having a hard time waiting until the honeymoon. Poor baby. Aww. I was like, really? Really? Yeah. He was laying it on thick. Yeah, like, am I supposed to feel sorry for you? Like, what is, she does say, well, don't worry, you'll make it. Yeah, she shuts him down. And I was laughing when she said that. Yep. And the next part, you know what? This whole, this whole scene just has me totally creeped out, okay? Because then they start talking about her dad, Bill. Mm -hmm. And it is so clear, right, that he is getting some kind of pleasure out of making Bill angry. Oh, yeah. Like, he's getting off on it, and it's weird. She's delusional. It, it Ridge is weird. <laughs> so, again, he tells her that he really doesn't want to wait until the honeymoon. And I'm like, dude, uh, stop. Yeah, no, he don't Enough. stop. Enough. Can't stop, won't stop, don't stop. <laughs> And then she says, well, you know what? What doesn't kill you makes you stronger. And I was just like, yes. 
Invisible high fives. Yes, yes, yes. And then she leaves to go have dinner with her dad, Bill. And so a little bit later, Ridge gets a call from a woman named Alex. Okay. Alex has Winona <laughs> Ryder Beetlejuice hair from when her and Beetlejuice are about to get married and she's in the red dress and her bones are all spiked out. <laughs> I knew you was going to say something about that hair. I knew all it. Right. With those bangs, girl, I already know you're trouble. You're trouble. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised she fit through the door. Right? <laughs> you were out <laughs> on a plane with those bangs? Why did you in there? Yeah. I knew you were going to say something about that hair. Ugh. So, um, Alex. This is what I found about Alex. So, her name's Alex Simpson. And she apparently had a relationship with Ridge in high school. And also, they had a thing in Paris. Because I think she works at International. Or she's just a jet setter. I'm not quite sure. Yeah, I wasn't sure either about that. So, he gets a call from this woman. And this is how much of a player he is. He doesn't even know who she is at first. He's like, who is this? And I'm like, wow. (laughs) Wow. What do you mean you don't know who it is? It's me, Alex. So she tells him that she heard about his marriage and she just wanted to wish him good luck. <laughs> and uh, she, she, she says basically that she's in Paris and, you know, she wished she was there so they could celebrate, yada, yada, yada. And he's like... Well, thanks for calling, blah, blah, blah. And then they hang up. And then we see that she's actually on a plane to L.A. And then we get another interesting moment because Margo walks in. And she asks Ridge, is he thinking about his fiance? And we all know he's not. He's thinking about this Alex. And... Ridge gets an attitude with Margot, and he's like, just being snotty with her, I felt like. Yeah. We did get a little, a little bit of info in this as where Ridge mentions that they dated two years ago. (gasps) Yes. Girl needs to move on stop haunting these halls ghost of margo two years i was thinking this was like last month or you know something like that like recent two years ago i was definitely thinking that it must it had to have been in the last like six months year tops he said two years i was surprised by that and she's asking him why he wants to marry caroline because she knows he doesn't really want to get married. And yeah, that's basically what he tells her is like, you need to move on. It's like two years since we were involved. Well, also something he mentioned and um, he told her, well, maybe if you were a little more fun, we would still be together. So I'm like, that's when I started thinking like, wait, did Margot not sleep with him? And then he dumped her because she refused to sleep with him. I don't know. I'm confused by these two. And she says to him, look, I was involved. 
And you were just playing around. And that's when my brain went to, wait, did he take her virginity or something? Why was it like such a big deal? Like, I go back and forth. I'm not sure. Either she didn't sleep with him and he dumped her or she held out. And then once she did, he dumped her like something. I know. I really want to know what happened. He's being real snotty to her, though. And, and you know, like, I know she needs to move on, but he doesn't have to be mean, you know? Yeah, but think about it. If they broke up two years ago, I'm pretty sure for the last two years, she's been being annoying. So maybe he's just at that point, like, girl, move on, go away, get over it. Constantly, like, reminding you that you dated them before and that it didn't work out. Like, constantly for two years straight, uh, I think you would be a little snotty to them, too. Yeah, that's a good point. I think I'm, maybe I'm being too hard on Ridge. I don't want to admit that, but maybe I am. Because you're right. If she's been haunting, you know, the halls and, you know, crying and being all mopey for two years, that's a lot. That is a lot. I mean, if it was like, I think we have the mindset of that if their relationship was recent, then yeah, he's being a total dickhead. But if it was two years ago, I mean, she's borderline stalker. She, get her, <laughs> maybe not even borderline, maybe over the line. Yeah, and I guess she is kind of overstepping her bounds because she does kind of beg him not to marry Caroline just to have sex with her. And that he's wrong for her and he knows it, right? So she's, like, really in his business, which, you know, he doesn't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I'm, I definitely think something else had to have happened with them, too. Yeah, it can't just be that they dated and then he just dumped her. Like, it had to be, like, well, obviously she took it more serious than he did. But there had to have been, like, some... Some lies, some pump up, some something. Had to have been. Yeah. So now we head over to the Logans. And not that much happened, really. But we're in the kitchen with Katie and Donna and Beth and Brooke. And like any mother, right, Beth is questioning everyone about this Rocco guy. Mm-hmm. And she's like, wait a minute. He just called her out of the blue. And then it shows Donna's face. And she definitely feels guilty for not saying anything. You can tell. Yeah, don't give it away, Donna. Jeez. I know. <laughs> but I'm kind of surprised because they usually do. You know, like the Logan sisters usually do end up like just, oh, well, let me just tell you what I did. You know? Yeah, you don't got to press them very hard. They'll crack. Right. But now she can't really say anything because Katie's so happy. She's like in the clouds, you know? Yeah, but later on, like when they go up to their bedrooms, Katie does ask Donna, "Was did he really ask me out or did you set this up? So she must have out of her peripheral seen Donna's face. Right. So then Brooke and Beth, go into the living room to talk about Dave and his proposal. Basically, Beth is concerned and she's not saying don't marry him and she's not saying marry him. She's just basically saying maybe you want to get a career first. 
I mean, he he's a good guy, but you have to decide if you're ready for marriage because that's a big deal. You know, like a typical mother-daughter conversation. Where she's kind of insinuating things, but I'm not going to full out tell you what to do, just kind of planting seeds. Right. Which is a good mom thing to do. Your kids should make their own decisions. Yes. Then Dave arrives. And upstairs, Chelsea already basically said it, but upstairs with Donna and Katie, Katie is really happy, but she does get suspicious, like Chelsea said. And she asked Donna about Rocco, but Donna's like, oh, no, I don't know him. I don't know. No, of course I didn't have anything to do with it. And, oh, Lord, Katie starts writing in her diary that today is the best day of her life. And I'm like, really? Uh. And I was like, she is going to be so devastated when she finds out the truth. Yep. Donna, you had your chance to tell the truth. You lied. And... It's going to be bad. It is going to be bad. Especially because Katie seems very unstable. Like, very emotionally unstable. Not to be mean, but she does seem that way. Yeah. I mean, how she reacted when Brooke said she was getting engaged, she, like, fully turned it on to herself. Like, you're getting engaged? I'm never going to get married. Like, what? Yeah, like, whoa. This just became about you? (laughs) Yeah. So back downstairs with Brooke and Dave, she tells Dave that she hasn't decided on an answer to his proposal yet. And this was kind of weird because they see the article about Ridge and Caroline's wedding. And Brooke is clearly jealous a little bit because she wishes that she could have like this big glamorous wedding. And I'm like, wow, because it's clearly making Dave feel bad. Yeah, he keeps trying to put himself in there when she starts talking about it. Like, can you imagine the flowers and the candles? And I walk up in my dress and... And he goes, and I'm standing there? Uh, (laughs) Nope, nope, that is not what she was thinking, bro. I know. He's like adding himself like, well, uh, I hope this is me, right? And he's like, yeah, me, right? The best was when she said, well, you know, this might be the only time I get engaged. Might be. <laughs> what? He, he was like, oh, I hope so. <laughs> I, I wrote down, poor Dave. Well, <laughs> oh, don't worry, Brooke. You'll have plenty of Forrester weddings. Plenty. <laughs> like, you should get a frequent wedding card. Like, I'm sure you got, like, what, eight punches on there already? I know, right? And then I felt bad for Dave because he's like, I wish I could give you that. But all I can do is, like, give you the best of of me. And I'm like, poor Dave. Poor Dave. So I almost forgot a part. So now we head over to the Spencer house with Caroline and Bill. This is creepy. down i'm sure chelsea loved this (laughs) because it's clear that bill is having second thoughts about going behind her back and hiring the pi 
Yeah. He's starting to feel bad about it. And then, <laughs> and then Carolyn's like, Daddy, I have to have your approval and your blessing. I have to hear you say it. And I'm like, oh, my God, Chelsea's loving this. Oh, ah. <laughs> no. Yeah, I was got total, like, T.I. vibes when he started questioning her on her promise. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodness. Is he going to take her to the gyno and get her checked? <laughs> so he's like, um, well, you know, I, I know Ridge's reputation and I'm just trying to protect you. And she's like, but I don't need protection, daddy. I'm like, oh, my gosh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, I think you do. Okay. I think you do. Yes. You need a lot of things. A lot. (laughs) And then, yes, she brings, he brings up that her mother told him about this promise that she made to, to her mom. And so I'm like, okay, what is this? And so basically the promise is that she would wait to have sex until she's married. So that is why she's so adamant about waiting. Yep. That one's a, that one's a hard one. (laughs) Yeah. Very hard. So then I just couldn't like, I almost stopped it and just got up for a second to do a lap around the house because (laughs) Bill is like, oh, and she's like, dad, I kept a promise. I promise. I kept a promise. And and Bill's like, oh, so this starts to change his mind, right? About Ridge because he's like, oh, so you mean you and Ridge never? And she's like, no, daddy, never. And he's like, and he's never pressured you. Uh-huh. Or make you do anything. And she's like, no, never. He's a good guy. And I was like, that's it. Liar ass liar. I was like, I was like, I'm about to throw my controller at the TV because he literally just pressured her. What day was that? Like yesterday? The yeah, day before? This is 1987, so that's just flirting. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. I always forget. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like Pass me the salt, have sex with me. You know, same thing. (laughs) Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as being harassed, right? There's no such thing. It's all in our head. We're crazy. So, ultimately, she convinces him to give Ridge a chance and that Ridge is a good guy. And so, she goes upstairs and Bill calls Mr. Weston the PI to tell him, look, I was wrong about Ridge. Just stop the investigation. I don't want to do it now. And I'm like, oh, that's a mistake. Like, come on, just keep him on retainer. What's the big deal? Right. And then I did miss a part. Sorry. So (laughs) we go back to Forrester Creations and Ridge gets another call from Alex. And he's surprised to learn that she's actually in L.A. And she wants to meet up with him. And it's Ridge. So, of course, he agrees to meet up with her. And they choose the Cafe Ruse, I think is how you say it. And that is how Thursday ends. Yeah, it was a creepy one. 
creepy towards the end. I knew you were going to love all that. Daddy. <laughs> no, the best was when Caroline was like, it's been hard at times, but no, we haven't. Like, what? Whoa. Whoa. Girl. I know. Oh. And then she says, I forgot about this. She says, I mean, I really want him. And I'm like, don't tell your dad that. Like, that's weird. Yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is so weird. And I'd like to say that it's gotten better, but honestly, this episode could have happened last week on the real time. <laughs> it would have been like, really, it's shocking, but not. <laughs> that's the sad part. Yeah, it's not that different, is it? Nope. Okay, so that brings us into Friday. Yeah, TGIF, baby. Woo! All right, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Woo! So this is Friday, episode 10. And the show opens at Forrester Creations with Ridge and Thorn. And this is definitely a strange brother relationship that they have. So Ridge is supposed to stay at work and wait for this call because it's from like this big important buyer and of course because Thorne is a nice guy he agrees to bail Ridge out and wait for the call so Ridge can leave but the thing is the only reason he agrees to do it is because Ridge insinuates that he has plans with Caroline yeah he didn't lie. He just didn't give full information. Right. And Thorne just assumes that's where he's going. Yeah. And as a reward, <laughs> Ridge says he can be his best man. <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote then to suck up to Thorne. Ridge <laughs> asked him to be his best man. But is this some kind of a reward? Like, oh, hey, take this call for me. Oh, yeah, and be my best man. Okay, homie? Cool. Yeah. Like, like, he's like, well, I mean, geez, you, you should be privileged that I'm asking you that. Like, it should make you happy. Right. <sighs> Ridge, man. He has a really big ego. Yep. And then, of course, a little while later, Caroline shows up looking for Ridge. And Thorne realizes he's been duped. But he still covers for Ridge anyway. Mm-hmm. He knows something's up, but he covers for him. And then he offers to take Caroline to dinner. But she says, oh, no, I'm fine. I'm not hungry. I just want to see my wedding dress again. Yeah, so she goes over to Margot's office to play dress up. Yeah, I'll, you know what? I was wondering if she was going to see her makeup on that veil. Is <laughs> <laughs> Margot's face imprinted on it? Yeah. <laughs> oh that was so weird so caroline goes um to the other office to look at her wedding dress and thorn of course is wondering what ridge is up to wow. and this next part was just too much i was wondering what you thought of this so caroline is looking at her dress right and she starts daydreaming about her wedding and dancing with Ridge and how it's going to be. And it's all perfect. And they got the soft lens. And I'm like, if she only knew. Yeah, she looked like she was getting ready to go take glamour shots at the mall. 
Yeah, she did. <laughs> and you know what? I noticed that this was really long. Like in the new episodes that we watch now, when someone has like a flashback or they're daydreaming, it's usually like just a few seconds. No, this was like four freaking minutes. <laughs> Yeah, it like went on and on and on. And I was like, really? Okay, I get it. (laughs) She wants this fairy tale. I get it. Yeah. And did you notice no one was at their wedding in her daydream? (laughs) Right, yeah. I thought that was strange. And then when I saw like all you could see is like the back of this older guy that's marrying them. And I was like, well, who's going to marry them? Because there's no Carter. Right. And then it shows this old guy, and I'm like, oh, okay, they got they got some old guy to do it. Yeah, Carter was still in law school. Yeah. Or not born, probably. I was, yeah, I was about to say, was he born yet? <laughs> but yeah, I was surprised at how long that was, because it goes like them getting married, and then dancing, and then you know, all this googly eyes, and then they go to the bed, and I'm like, wow, this is going forever. And then they kept, like, panning to the candles, and then back to them, and then back to the candles. (laughs) Yeah, they did. (laughs) That was funny. Yeah. So now we head over to Spencer's house with Margot and Bill. And apparently these two are more than just friends because they hug, and then he kisses her. And she kisses him back. And he says he's been wanting to do that for a while. So I guess he, I guess they've been friends and now he's like, you know, into her. Like, how did they become friends? That's a good question. If the Foresters have never met him, she works for the Foresters. How did she meet him? But I mean, I don't know. Maybe she hangs out at like those fancy bars where rich guys go and get like, Really expensive whiskey. (laughs) Yeah, maybe that's what she was doing. She was, like, at the bar looking for her new guy. Yeah, because I'm like, if Eric and Stephanie have never met him, obviously they don't have business relations at this point. So how are they just friends? Like, I thought they were, like, I thought they were banging it out already. I did too, for sure. Yeah, because otherwise, why would he give a flying anything what she has to say about like Ridge or anybody like I don't know but okay okay yeah no that's true that's a good question okay this I was like I don't know if I believe her so Margot tells Bill that she met Caroline today Mm. and that she fell in love with her and she's so sweet and I was like I really just can't read Margot like I don't know if she's telling the truth or if she's just saying that but really she's like wishing that she would fall off a cliff like i don't know what is the rule she has brown hair she is evil oh that's right that's right oh no so rocco's evil of course (laughs) (sighs) well i don't know why but i was hoping that she was not evil but i think you're right i think she probably is Oh, she's a nut job. She's going to be. Um, what was the one? What was Eric's ex? The crazy one that Eric was with that shot somebody. Oh, Sheila. Yeah. She's like early Sheila. 
Wow, because, yeah, then she's nuts because Sheila is crazy. Yeah, and so is, um, what's Ridge's ex, the brown-haired one? Uh, Taylor. Steph- Taylor. What do all these people have in common? Brown hair. That's true. And you know what? I don't know what happened to Taylor. Because that the way she is now is nothing like the way she used to be. She was well, like this really serious, put-together doctor who was, you know, uh, down-to-earth and sweet. And I, I don't know what happened to her. Ridge happened to her. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Ridge ruins everyone. Rich yo-yo in between her and Brooke is what happened to her. I think it messed up messed up Brooke too. He has poison seed. <laughs> Beware. Beware. Yeah, Margot had very like uneasy body language when Bill started pressing her on like because he started getting frustrated with her like look you're not giving me any real information here like either tell me what happened between you and bill or i'm just gonna let this wedding happen because you're not telling me anything and that's when she like crossed her arms she started kind of hunching over and like i'm like dang girl what happened to you (laughs) yeah this is also when i thought something else had to have happened yeah Because she did. She got really upset. Because he was like, you know, I'm starting to believe Ridge is not that bad of a guy. And she gets all upset. But still wouldn't say what happened. I know. And I would love to know what happened. He does try to get the truth out of her, but she's just not going to say. Nope. And I even wrote. She's obviously traumatized by Ridge somehow. Yeah. Her body language was definitely giving off, like, tense. Like, when you cross your arms like that, you're being defensive. Like, there's something. There's something deep. Well, obviously, two years of stalking deep. (laughs) And then, you know... Like you said, he basically just says, if you, you know, if you're not going to tell me anything concrete, I'm going to have to believe my daughter that Ridge changed. Yeah. So she's all upset now. Mm-hmm. So now we head over to Cafe Ruth and uh, Ridge. Ridge. We're with Ridge and Alex. And these two are very flirty with each other. Oh, yeah. I've had these meetups where you meet up with the ex and it's just supposed to be like funny, fun. Oh, start reminiscing about remember the trip we took here and remember the this. You know where these conversations go. Yes, it definitely was was very flirty. And she was giving off these um, jealous vibes, too. Like, why not me? Why, why do you want to marry her? Yeah. And she even said, well, is she better than me? And she was referring to, like, in bed. Because apparently Alex is acrobatic. <laughs> and then Ridge has to tell her that they've never had sex. He's never had sex with Caroline. And she's like, oh, okay, that's why you want to get married to her. 
Yeah, but Ridge straight up admits that he's doing it to piss off Bill. I know. And I was like, whoa, because she, the whole thing, right? It's like, even she knows Ridge is not a good person, right? Because she's like, oh, okay, that's why you want to get married. So you can have sex with her. Like, like that's just the automatic thing. Like, oh, okay, now it makes sense. And I'm like, I think she's more of a jet setter than like uh, works at the fashion house. I think she's just one of these like, you like it it gave me um, what was that movie? Okay, this one I'm not going to think of. Remember it had Ryan Phillippe and it had Sarah Michelle Gellar and they're like super rich. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, And they're like they're like rich kids and they just basically do whatever they want. Everyone's screaming at us because they're like, ah, and it has Nev, Nev Campbell is the girl. In it. Is it Cruel Intention? Yes, Cruel Intention. Yeah. She totally gave me Cruel Intention vibe. Like, oh, you're just going to marry her so you can have sex. Okay. We did <laughs> yeah, like, like, fine. Oh, okay. That makes complete sense. Yeah. And then you're right. He does. He, he, he admits it. He admits that he's doing it basically because her dad doesn't want her with him and I'm like that's creepy and this part really I was like what the f okay because he said because Alex says is she worth it and his answer is let's just say her dad is (gasps) I was like what the f I was like oh shock the shock my jaw almost dislocated it was like (gasps) I know. I was like, does he have a thing for Bill? Like, what is happening? I literally wrote, what is happening, Chelsea? (laughs) I know. And Alex is into it. She's like, yeah, do it. Yeah. Because now this is a challenge to her. She knows he's not serious. And so now it's a game to her. Like, well, I know you're not serious about her. So let me see how far I can push this. Yeah. Like, let me see. What I can get him to do. It was a, as soon as she read on the newspaper or wherever she saw that Ridge was getting married, in her mind, she's like, oh, I'll get him one more time. Yeah. She's definitely enjoying this. Yeah. She's not serious about him. She just wants to, she's cruel intentions. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chelsea's favorite person, okay, the PI Conway Weston. <laughs> he is my favorite. I love him. (laughs) He comes in and he's sitting like across from them, like kind of behind them where he can see them good on this like couch with the table. And I was laughing because the waiter brings him a drink and this huge (laughs) phone. I was like, wow, it was huge. It was Zach Morris's phone. (laughs) Yes, I was cracking up. And... He, like, listens to his messages, and he gets the message that Bill wants him to stop the investigation, but he's really conflicted because he's literally looking at Ridge with another woman. Because he's like, even though you just told me it's fine, I'm going to chill for a bit, actually. Yeah, he looks very conflicted, like, oh, I don't know what to do. But he ends up staying and watching them, you know. So back with Alex and Ridge, Alex is just telling Ridge that she only wants what's best for him and blah, blah, blah. 
And she's so sad because they'll never be able to be together again or have fun or have sex again. What a shame. And I'm like, oh, this girl. Yep. And then they, like, reach their hands across. So now they're actually making physical contact. So the energy's there. The flirty talk is happening. Uh-huh. And, yeah. And uh, Mr. Weston over there is like, yeah, something is definitely not right here. Yeah, he's he's the best. He's like, even though I'm fired, you know what? He already paid for this giant-ass drink that I'm going to drink, and I'm just going <laughs> to watch this for a second. So now we head over to the Forrester Mansion with Stephanie and Eric. Oh, and every, every time these two are together, it's strained, to say the least. It's just so salty. It's so salty. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm wondering? I'm wondering if he did have an affair. And then he regretted it. And now he's trying to work things out with her. But she's like not over it. Not having it. But at the same time, she doesn't want him with someone else. So she doesn't like kick him out or divorce him. But she's just like mad. Yeah, that's pretty much, I think that's what's going to happen, too. I don't think it's anyone we've been introduced to because how domineering and jealous Stephanie is, that person would not be allowed to be around still. Right. So I think it's someone we haven't been introduced to yet if he actually did fully cheat. Or maybe he just told her, like, because they have had conversations where, you know, he's telling her, like, he's not getting what he wants. Things aren't the same. So maybe just purely mentioning that he's not happy and is thinking about leaving makes her spiral out of control with this jealousy. Yeah, that's true. It could be that, too, because she could be thinking, well, if he's he's complaining, maybe he is getting it somewhere else. Yeah. Because maybe he complained and then stopped complaining. And she's like, wait, if you're not complaining anymore, then you must be getting it somewhere. Who knows? But I it's know. definitely not someone that we've been introduced to. Like, I don't think it's Margot, even though she's, like, jealous of Margot, obviously. Um, I don't think it's Margot because Margot would not still be working there. Oh, no. Margot would have been... She probably would have unchoked that, that lady if she would have thrown her off a cliff or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> dead already. So it's someone we haven't been introduced to, or it was just conversations of unhappiness. One of the two. Yeah. But it's, I feel like it's definitely something like, I don't feel like it's Stephanie who had an affair simply because she's the one that's so angry. She's so angry. I feel like if she was the one who did something, Eric would be the one angry. True. I feel like he did something. It may not have been an affair. It may have been a different kind of, like, you know, maybe he broke her trust by lying about something. I don't know, but he definitely did something. Yeah, something. She's She is so salty, so bitter. But then it's also like she has that anger towards her daughter. So is this just like how it's always been? I don't know. I, I don't, because she's not like that with Ridge and Thorn. She's, like, really, you know, nice to them. But then she's mean to the daughter. But we haven't seen her around the other daughter yet. Felicia. Felicia. 
Yeah. So we haven't seen how she is with Felicia. I mean, she always has that tone in her voice when she says people like says is speaking. So I don't know if she's like giving a tone when she says Felicia's name, but she definitely gives a tone when she says Christine. Yeah. So is it Kristen? Oh, yeah. Kristen. Sorry. I abbreviate it with Chris on my notes. So I just have to get I just freaked out for a second and I was like. Uh, oh, yeah, Chelsea, Chelsea, why didn't you tell me I was saying it wrong the whole time? <laughs> I was like, uh, okay. No, it's not you, it's me. <laughs> so, um, Eric is telling Stephanie that Caroline asked Kristen to be a bridesmaid, and she agreed. And Stephanie is shocked and upset. And this annoys Eric because he... He wanted Stephanie to be, like, all excited because Kristen's coming home. Yeah, he literally asked her, do you, like, not have emotions? Her emotions are angry, bitter, jealous. Those are all emotions. Yeah. Yeah, Eric. Those are emotions. Gosh. And then they go over again kind of what they had discussed, where Eric feels that Kristen could never please Stephanie, no matter what she did. And Stephanie feels like Eric has blinders on when it comes to Kristen because she can never do anything wrong. So they obviously have this struggle of raising their children. They, they, I guess they have different ways of raising their children that cause problems. Well... Who raised Thorn and who raised Ridge? Because there's a big difference there. <laughs> I know, right? And again, she mentions that she is mad because she always had to be the bad cop. Always the one that had to correct her and do any discipline. Because Eric wouldn't do it. Yeah. I mean, I'm not a parent. I'm just a dog mom. And I could see how that would be annoying. I mean, oh, yeah. when he's the one always giving the treats and I'm the one who has to say, get off the couch, you know, I feel the pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it makes <laughs> sense. It's just, I wonder, was he like that with the other daughter too? Or was he like that with the boys? Like, is it, you know, like, is it like the, just the way he is? Or is Kristen just his favorite? Yeah. That's what I was wondering. Yeah, because Thorne is definitely not his favorite. Ridge is definitely not his favorite. I don't, I haven't seen him with Felicia, so I don't know. So it is a possibility. Yeah. So Eric begs her to be on her best behavior. He wants her to try to get along with Kristen for, for him and for Ridge and for Caroline. And she's like, oh, you tell her that. Like, you, he, she gets mad because she's like, oh, you're blaming me for everything. Well, you tell her that then. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is, like, crazy. She's acting like a kid. I, I was going to say, it seems more like she's talking about her sister than her daughter. Mm-hmm. And then poor Eric. I don't know why I keep saying poor Eric, because for all I know, he created this mess. But... He says, look, I was really hoping that this could be a new beginning for us. And she's like, that's not possible. And then Eric feels bad. Like, you could tell he feels bad. And he says, anything is possible. 
if we really want it, you know, like if we really want to fix it. And to me, I can tell that he really does love her. Yeah. Because he's just like, well, if we want it bad enough, and I'm thinking, Eric, I hate to tell you this, buddy, but it don't look like she wants it. (laughs) Spoiler alert, 30 years later, the family's still messed up. And Eric is still wanting everyone to get along (laughs) and still wanting everyone to be a family 30 years later. So, you know, Eric, he's a dreamer. Definitely. (laughs) Definitely. Keep dreaming, buddy. So now we get to the last scene, which was very exciting. So exciting. Loved it. Very exciting. So we're in a hotel, in a hallway, and we see this hotel room door, and it has number 1133. And the camera pans down, and we see someone opening the door with a key and slowly unlocking it. And then he flings the door open and it's Conway Weston. And he has a huge camera, a huge camera around his neck. And he snaps the picture and you see the flash. And then the camera turns And he's taking a picture of two people having sex in the bed. And of course, you already know, it's Ridge and Alec. (gasps) And they are both shocked. And you know what? From the looks of it, she was on bottom. So I don't think she's acrobatic at all. (laughs) That's a good point. (laughs) They are shocked. And her tall hair is still, man, she used a lot. Of that Aquanet. Aquanet. Yes, she she definitely used a lot of that because her hair was still in place. <laughs> still in place. Yes. Perfect. Not even a dent. Mm-mm. So maybe she was on top. Maybe I'm full of lies. <laughs> no, she looked it looked like she was on the bottom. Yeah. And then they're all like, oh, freaking out. They're they've been caught. And that's how Friday ends on a cliffhanger. Oh, gosh. It could go so many ways. Is he going to run straight to Bill? Is he going to get a bribe from Ridge? Because technically Bill fired him. Oh, Oh, I didn't think of that. No, I don't want that to happen. Come on, girl. Come on. You know it never just comes right out. Oh, man, you're right. Ridge is probably going to, like, lock him in a trunk or something. after the wedding oh poor conway no ridge is gonna have to do something to keep him quiet until the wedding's over that was amazing like okay so full disclosure i did not notice the uh number on the door i (laughs) don't know what i was doing in my brain but i saw like hand key going in and i thought it was the hoodlum guys breaking into the logan house Oh, but the then guys from the infamous van? Yeah, from the van. I was been I'm, you know, in a split second here, my brain flying. I'm like, wait, did she say they took her purse or keys? Like, I don't remember that. And then I noticed the keychain was like an old school like hotel key keychain, the hard plastic. And then I'm like, wait, this is a why would she have a hotel key chain? 
Wait, why would she have a hotel keychain? <laughs> like, what? I was like, that didn't become cool till the 90s. Like, what the hell? Like, when you would steal stuff from places and just, you have it. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, remember always stealing the Carl's Jr. numbers for the tables? <laughs> that was, Okay, maybe that was just a big thing in my area. Sorry. Oh, you probably had Hardee's. My bad, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Hardy. we have Hardee's. Yeah, we're Carl's Jr. And if you dined in, they used to give you like a little number that would go on your table. And we used to always steal them. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Why? What uh, well, we, me and my friend, we stole one and it was like our favorite number. So then we broke it in half and sewed it to, to our backpacks. Oh, that's so cool. I never would have thought to do that. I wasn't a real hoodlum because I just <laughs> stole the carl's hardy number other people the big thing would be to steal honda like emblem things from people's cars oh like, yeah the bumper and stuff and put that on your backpack but i i wasn't a criminal like that i just took the table number oh yeah i wouldn't be too scared to do that yeah and that's mean rude rude steal your car emblem but yeah no oh anyways conway busted in with the giant camera tmz style caught him it was amazing it was okay. Love the cliffhanger. And you oh. know what? I bet your Reg used to steal people's emblems <laughs> off their cars. <laughs> probably did. And then he wouldn't even do anything with it. He'd probably walk down the, like, take three steps and then throw it down a drain. Yeah. Yeah. Just because he's mean. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Dude. So, woo. Oh. this was a week coming out strong in the second week. Yes, B&B. Yeah. It was really good. So yeah. we learned that Ridge has a reputation for a reason. He is definitely a player. And like you said, he's a duck boy for sure. Yep, yep. Quack, quack. He is just like every time he's on the screen, I'm like, ew, ew, you know? Yeah, like I wonder where it turns around. To where, like, he's a tolerable character. Because, geez, right now, I'm like, can someone just kill him? Oh, no. And you know what? I, I liked Ridge. So I'm, like, so confused. Yeah. I'm like, how did I like this guy? Am I crazy? When Ridge came back, when Brooke and Bill were, like, doing their thing, and he came back, and she was he was at the foot of the giant, like, stairs with the giant fountain and stuff. Like, that yeah, Ridge. Yeah, with the rose petals floating down the water or whatever. From that point on, I liked Ridge. Recent Ridge with the whole, you know, situation with, yeah. Thomas. Yeah, the Thomas and the, um, God, what is her name? Denise. Denise. Not, Denise. <laughs> not Denise. Not Denise. Denise, but not Denise. What is Shana. her name? Shauna. 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 Shauna, yeah. Yeah. The whole Shauna situation, we're seeing old now I know where that comes from. I'm like, oh, that's something in our, you know, early day Ridge is yeah. showing in now a day Ridge. But on the in-between of that, like, Ridge wasn't too bad. I, like, I didn't mind his character too much. His raspy voice kind of got on my nerves. But, like, his character didn't bother me too, too much. But, man, this early day Ridge, whew. Yeah, we're definitely seeing um, old patterns coming back. Definitely. He cannot be alone. He no. cannot. He is definitely one of those people who can't 
be alone and single and secure. Like he, he definitely has like a separation anxiety. I don't know what it's called. Brooke is like that too. I wonder if they made each other that way. Codependent. Is that what it's called? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then the next thing I wrote a couple things down to get your opinion. So the next thing I wrote was Caroline is blinded by love. And it irks me because everyone keeps saying she's so fragile. Like, you know what? I don't feel like that's a compliment. They're saying it like it's supposed to be, but I don't feel like that is a compliment. Yeah, no, it's not. And honestly, I don't think she is that fragile. I think she's just delusional. Yeah, yeah. I would not like it if everyone was saying that about me. Oh, she's so fragile. I'd be like, no, I'm not. Shut up. <laughs> you know, she kind of reminds me of um, Jax and what's-her-face from Vanderpump. Brittany? Yes. Yes, she does. That is a good comparison because uh, Brittany is, she. well, she seems really sweet and fragile. Yeah, and she always makes excuses and... Pretends like he isn't the person that he is, even though everyone's telling her. So, yeah, there's definitely similarities there. Yep. If y'all watch that show also, you'll know what we're talking about. If you don't, just know she's codependent and her dude is a jerk. Yeah, he's a big jerk. He's like the ridge of the show. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And we also learned that Bill is easily persuaded by his daughter. She obviously has him wrapped around her finger. But if Margot would just tell him whatever her big problem is, he might not be that way. Like he said, he has nothing concrete. All he has is some chick that I guess he wasn't even dating till right now um, said that he's not a good guy. That's all he knew. Right. But she won't be specific about it, so that's all he's going off of. And if she won't be specific, then what else, what other choice does he have? Right. And like he met Ridge's parents and from everything he's seen, you know, Ridge has been good to his daughter. He doesn't know that he's constantly sexually harassing her. (laughs) He doesn't know about that. Yeah. So, yeah, like I don't blame him really, because if it's that bad, then just say it. Yeah, but hopefully Conway to the rescue and all will be revealed. I hate to tell you, Chels, but I think poor Conway is going to have a a bad, bad experience soon. Nah, Ridge is going to try to pay him off. But he's old school. He's solid. He's about the job. He's going to do the right thing. Come on, Conway, do the right thing, please. Please. If they stretch this out, holy crap. <laughs> well, they can't. They can't, right? Because the wedding day is Friday. It's supposed to be, well, in their time, Friday. Our time, who knows? Oh, my God. Because this whole week was actually, what, two days for them? Yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. It, <laughs> oh, my God, yeah. Or it was it like one day. Two or three days tops. No, it might have only been one day. Don't tell me that. Cause Are you sure? What day was she eating breakfast? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> what was that, Monday? Thanksgiving? 
<laughs> okay, they, okay, two days. Definitely two days because that was, because, uh, yeah, Monday was its own episode. And then on Tuesday is when she started with breakfast. So at least two days. Yeah. Is- okay. And it, yeah, I think about two days because we had the day where Donna asked Rocco to take Katie out. They went out, and then the next day where she was all on cloud nine telling everybody about it. Wasn't, I think that was the next day. Walked in straight from the date telling them about it. Like, she had just... (laughs) Yeah, sorry, guys. We're having a meltdown right now. This is only two days. This is B&B time. We just realized (laughs) it's only... So our, that oh my god! So we're never gonna find out what happens to poor Conway for probably like four more weeks. Who knows? Yeah, because they keep saying next Friday, so it's like two weeks in their time. Uh, sorry, guys, we're having a meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what? I wanted to tell you. I went ahead and got the uh, CBS access, all access, whatever. It was like five dollars because. Um, you can find the episodes on YouTube, but there is some that are missing every now and then. Seven, like, eight, ten. Yeah, like this time, I couldn't find. I think it was eight that I couldn't find. I couldn't even find seven. It kept bumping me to episode eleven. So yeah, yeah. I did the CBS thing too. But I, then even the CBS thing, it has like season one, and then it skips to four. Yeah, I know. I saw, I was very upset because I saw that it only goes to like episode 25. Well, I don't know what we're going to do after that. We'll have to see. Maybe there's another place you can get them. I don't know. We'll figure it out. There has to be some way. Okay, I got three more things. So the next thing that I wrote was... Something definitely happened. We've already talked about it. But again... We both agree that Ridge did something to Margo more than just break broken heart. Like, he did more than just break her heart. If not, she's a complete fucking wingnut. Oh, yeah. sorry. A complete fluffing wingnut. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry. I'll put a warning at the beginning. Okay. And then I wrote Thorn is obviously Ridge's doormat. And he constantly probably bails him out and makes excuses for him and is constantly used by Ridge. Yep. He's an enabler. Definitely. And I feel like it's even more. Like, I feel like I bet that Ridge has even stolen girls from Thorn. Oh, yeah. Or, like, Thorn will tell Ridge... Oh, I really like this girl. And then the next day he sees Ridge taking her out or whatever. I just feel like Ridge is that kind of brother. Yeah, definitely. Goes all the way back to like elementary, like my favorite color is blue. No, my favorite color is blue. Okay. Yeah. I guess mine's green. Yeah. And Ridge is like, you know, well, he's uh, vice president. I think it was. And... Thorne is like, you know, sent down to shipping and receiving. Right. I was going to say, put in the basement. Thorne is not a designer, right? Even in like 
more recent seasons, he's not a designer. No. Right? He's like a technic like a more business guy. Yeah. yeah. So you would think he would be the VP because he's good at business stuff and Ridge would be the head designer, right? Or the lead designer or whatever. Yeah. That would make sense to me. Well, then it doesn't make sense in B&B. <laughs> and then the last thing that I wanted to mention was that we kind of talked about it already, but I feel like there's so much to the story behind Eric and Stephanie's marriage that I, I really can't wait to like find out what is going on because they just like it's everything it's like they fight about the kids and they fight about you know them themselves being together and he does you know he's this and she's that and it's like wow wow I'm shocked that they're even still together yeah, I'm sure she complains about the way he, like, folds the towel. Well, he don't fold towels, they're rich. Okay, she probably complains about, the like, the way he breathes, the yeah. way he fold, unfolds his napkin, the way he sips his drink, I'm sure. The way he eats, the way he drives, the way he, you know, coughs. Yep. Yeah, and she's he's constantly, like, warning her forgiveness or her approval or her I don't know it's like they have a very weird relationship he just wants it to be all okay that's why I got nervous with the Caroline situation is because she's so polar opposite of how Stephanie is he may become drawn to that because as we know the most important thing to Eric is having the illusion of a happy family yeah that is true that's why that whole, the way he was looking at her while she was on the phone makes me very nervous. Well, you, you may be right because we all know that history does repeat itself and it happened with Brooke. Yeah, there's somehow she's going to get in there. I guess, I don't know if he got her from Ridge, but he definitely got her at some point. I mean, who hasn't got her? That's a good point. And then, obviously, Eric and Brooke must have had a really intense connection because they ended up having two children together. Yeah, two. Well, see, this happened before, like, my, my time. Like, yeah. I remember a little bit of my mom watching it, but I was still too little to be actually watching, watching it. You know, like I was sitting in the room playing or doing art or whatever it is, but I don't really remember, you know, like how they got together or anything like that. Yeah, that's like with me on Days of Our Lives. I, like, I specifically remember Lisa Renna coming on to Days of Our Lives when her character got introduced, but I don't know anything else like but I vividly remember that for some reason <laughs> like when Lisa ran on her flippy hair popped on <laughs> that screen yeah so, you know they're still making fun of that hair oh she because it's this she's still wearing it <laughs> yeah she is <laughs> <laughs> that's her signature Chelsea Go. Oh, uh, get a new one <laughs> change your name I don't know <laughs> 
Yeah, well, we'll see. Obviously, Eric isn't innocent. We'll find out why and at some point. Hopefully, Conrad don't get whacked. <laughs> I hope not. Yeah. I hope he don't get whacked. Yeah, I hope Katie doesn't... Oh, poor Katie. She's going to get her heart broken, too. Oh, yeah, definitely. That is definitely coming. I forgot to mention that. That is absolutely coming. And I'm wondering if she's going to, like, go off the deep end and, like, lose it. Oh, I just had a thought. Okay. So, remember they showed um, Brooke's mom, Mama Logan, when she was daydreaming, like, Eric, Eric, Eric. And then the Stephanie phone call thing happened. Oh. Oh, my God. What if that was her? Because she said, I told you to never call this house. Not never call me. Right. And then she said, I'll be there. I wonder if she is, like, paying Beth off for something. Or, here's a twist. What if Stephanie also hired Conway as her P.I.? Oh, jeez. And that's why he kept watching even though Bill fired him. Because remember, Stephanie said she'll find out if this is for real or not. Oh, yeah. She said, I'll get to the bottom of this. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's a small town. They all use the same person for everything. <laughs> of course. Well, you know, a small town of a couple million, you know, <laughs> not a big deal. Um, so what if it's a, her own P.I. or what if it's Conway and that's why he didn't walk away? That that would be crazy. But tell good. Us. Like, that would be a good twist. Yeah. Tell us what you think, y'all. What? Where are you at on this? Are we completely out in left field? I mean, you know, I just got out of the choir. I just got reintroduced to, like, you know, the world's, am I, like, way conspiracy theory out of my mind? <laughs> yeah. Let us know if you think we're completely crazy or if you agree with us. You can get in touch with us at theboldandbeautifulpodcast.com. You can also get in touch with us on all my socials at the same name. And we would love to hear what you guys think about this crazy week. Please give us a five-star rating and a review because it helps on the business side of the podcast. And last but not least, we would like to give a special shout out to superfan Marvin in France, who took the time to make us a character alignment chart that we are going to post on our social medias. Check it out and give us your feedback and let's discuss. Until next time. Bye, guys. Thank you, Marvin. Bye. Why do people suck? <laughs> baby, baby. Yeah, that was a joke. Okay. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, red flag. I literally wrote it's, in my book in all capitals, red flag, girl. <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.